0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
1: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass, and
2: McDonald's shirts off sparkly. Thank you, for me. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cockshots. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked myself out.
0: Story holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined you're gonna, which
2: means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, uh,
0: we're not sluts, we just
2: love love. <laughs> Hello, hello! Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Hello, hey, going?
0: <clears throat> yeah, good. Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a long work week. Yeah. However, I see an end in the future, and what's not it? the end. <laughs> not <that. laughs> well, oh gosh. But if it if it's going to be an end, I want it to be that you know after we are done with. Anyway, we're going on a cruise. Yeah. Yes, I know. I hear you. Didn't you just get done with vacation?
2: Yes. But this is a different kind of vacation.
0: This is a sleepy, like, relaxy, boozy vacation. Yeah,
2: definitely boozy vacation. Yeah. yeah. And cruising. I mean, it's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I know not everybody likes it, but, but we that's do. okay. You're wrong. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we support your right to be wrong. Yeah. Um.
2: And it's and we're going around New Zealand, which we love. This is, I don't know, probably the fourth time we've gone around New Zealand.
0: I, is this? This will be... I, I was trying
2: is. to think of the, the other day.
0: Yeah. And I was talking with somebody, and I was like, and honestly... I could do this every year, the yeah. same cruise every year. Yeah. Um, I think that the sounds for for all of our North American friends, it's very similar. If you've ever done an Alaskan cruise, mm-hmm. it feels similar, only without the iceberg calving thing or the yeah. glacial things. It's they're just, like
2: they're fjord lands, kind of basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's and I'm Brad Fjord, so. <laughs> It is, I'm meant to be there.
2: Yeah, but it's also slightly different every time because the the general premise is the same. Two days to get across the ditch, you go around New Zealand, two days back. Yeah. I also find that it's that perfect holiday balance and that it takes a few days to get out of work and relax. So you have those days going across where you do that. Then you've got your shore days where you can do excursions if you want, or you can stay on the ship and it's really quiet. And you'll have different ports depending on how it's going around New Zealand because there's different ways that it goes around. And then you have two days back to kind of relax and chill and just really, really enjoy the ship before you get home.
0: Yeah. I love
2: it. I find it's a great, like, the pattern of it is really good.
0: So I've also started looking, as you do, on (laughs) Swinger Reddit and on (laughs) RHP to see if anybody's posting about being on the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, it's going to be relaxation. And, yes, it's going to be drinking. But if there's, you know, know, sexy folks who want to, you know, see, like what our shoe under the bed situation looks like. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I mean, there you go.
2: I mean, it happens sometimes. So yeah.
0: if you are in the greater city, no, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that uh-huh. and going to be good. Yeah. And then, uh, wait, but before then, for
2: that,
0: uh, even more exciting before then this Friday, that's right. The 24th. Man, I had to think about that. Did I get it Right. Good. Uh, the twenty fourth, and we'll go back to the me getting dates right here in a second. We have our next and last this year pendulum party.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited because there's a few Discord folks coming that I don't believe I've met. Yes, I think it's the first time that they've come to Pendulum. I, don't I know think I've met them any other time, and if I have, well, I probably just don't remember because I have a shit memory, but.
0: Well, yes, (laughs) all of that is correct.
2: But I think it's the first time, so I am looking forward to meeting new people.
0: I know there are a few firsts coming to Pendulum, and that is exciting. So I cannot wait to see you, high five you, hug you, you know, give you a cuddle.
2: I feel like we should do something for like, it might be too late now because most of the Discord people aren't Pendulum virgins. But for, like, pendulum virgins for Discord folks, you know how, like, in Rocky Horror, you have to get up in your white...
0: uh, you're in your underwear, yeah. yeah. It like, dressed as Brad Janet, uh-huh. yeah, Yeah,
2: Maybe should, but it's kind of late to do something. It is a little that, late to do that, yeah. Damn it. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> we should have thought about this at the beginning. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> we missed the seven Ps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, so, talking about me fucking up dates, on the trip back, one of our dear friends who had come over for escape to the tropics from the US had a bit of an issue when we were all getting back to the airport and getting ready to fly back to Sydney and we all checked in she was the last one to check in and we were all waiting for her after
2: security after security yeah. cuz
0: like it was the check-in process was kind of slow and security there wasn't a lot of people so we were like well we'll catch you on the flip side I'm going to go get me my, one of my last beers and so we went through security and waited and we waited and she'd never come through and we waited and we waited. And so I finally ended up messaging her and she's like, um, I have my dates wrong. And then one, you know, we're sitting there after spoiler alert, she got through, they've changed her, she got on, uh, to the airline, they changed her flight, but we were sitting there and, she was like, "I don't know how I got the dates wrong." And Banky <laughs> looks at her and goes, "Do you listen to Bradford? Because uh, you know you could have been flying out at any time." <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. You probably shouldn't listen to me when it comes to dates.
2: Yeah, I'm not good. Yeah, because her flight was booked for the next day, yeah. as opposed to that date. But it, yeah, ended up getting it changed. It all worked out, and yeah, she got on our flight. But. It was just funny. It was like, yep,
0: oops, yep. <laughs> did you listen to Bradford? <laughs> like, don't do not do that. This is why you should always listen to Angela.
2: Never never go with the first dates out of Bradford's mouth. <laughs> Wait for the correction. <laughs> Correct.
0: I'll get there. I'll
2: get- you do sometimes get there. <laughs> sometimes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I surprise myself <laughs> and everybody else because they constantly tell me at pendulum parties and other events.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Look, we all can't be perfect. Some of us... Um, get dates correct every time.
2: Now, who would that be?
0: You. <laughs> like I said, we all can't be perfect. <laughs> I am perfect. Uh, I, I'm like the wizard of swinging. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I'm never early or late. <laughs> I arrive when I'm meant to.
2: Yes, yes. If only the rest of the world accommodated that.
0: Uh, but Bradford, the, the party was yesterday. <laughs> well, I'm here now. <laughs> uh, is that all we got? So you've already heard us talking about our coming up pendulum party new folks how do we know about them they're on our discord chat and how do you get on our discord chat you support us at any level on www.patreon.com slash by the podcast and uh yeah you'll magically be transported to a discord land well i mean magically transported provided you've linked your discord accounts and yada yada look there's some background work magic to, doesn't just happen you
2: have to do all the things mm-hmm. right
0: you right. just yeah, yeah.
2: but it's, it's like it's like christmas time you know you don't your presents don't just magically appear you first have to be naughty or nice and then you get your presents, and they're either naughty or nice presents.
0: <laughs> right. Uh-huh.
2: I started watching Christmas movies. I'm looking at Christmas mode already. My God. Yeah.
0: What Christmas movie did you watch?
2: Um. What was the one last night? I forget.
0: See? It doesn't even it matter. Was,
2: it was a new one. It was something about, like, dashing or dancing through the snow, dashing through the snow. I don't know. It was...
0: That very creative I name know. they have.
2: Here. I, it, I know. But... Was it one of those Hallmark
0: things? So, was it... Like, oh, can I... Can I
2: it was dashing through the snow, and it was on Disney+. Plus. And honestly, I just was going to look for something, because I knew I had about an hour and a half before you got home. So I was like, all right, what's something? And it was on the new to Disney. I was like, okay, that
0: works. Was, was the plot, and let me just see if I can get through mm. this. <clears throat> I know nothing about this, uh, but was the plot something along the line of, A woman is in the city and she's prioritizing uh, her job over children and family. And she goes to visit her family in some small town or some rural area. And then she, uh, when she first gets home, she has some sort of tragedy, but she bumps into this guy that just pisses her off. And, but he still helps her and she begrudges him. And then as the story unfolds, it comes to find out that she's either key to part of. Uh, or he is key to part of Christmas. They fall in love, and he wears a lot of plaid. No, oh, that's good because that's like every Hallmark. <laughs> um, and if you like the Hallmark Christmas special, you can divide it up into like seven yeah. specific parts. Yeah, what was this about?
2: This one was about a guy who flashed back to when he was a child. His parents split up on Christmas, and so he <laughs> as you do. So he hated Christmas thereafter. He then had a child, and he and his wife were split up and so then it was all about like he gets his daughter for christmas eve or something and then santa arrives there's a whole thing with how santa arrives it's very it's actually a bit complicated and pretty clever um but he's also like a social worker so he's trying to help people santa is no no no, the guy is oh and it
0: would make more sense if santa was a social well
2: no but actually santa was kind of funny so anyway they go through this whole thing and santa basically takes him on this journey because there's whole complications with the whole social work thing and there's like a corrupt politician involved and all this type of stuff. And so Santa takes him on a journey and basically teaches him that like Christmas is good and it can be fun and, and Santa is real and Christmas is a thing. And like just because his parents split up on Christmas doesn't mean he has to hate the holiday. And then it's like great for his daughter too. No, Yeah. But it's funny because Did like.
0: Santa's Santa show his big package?
2: It's funny though because Santa like when he farts it smells like cinnamon and s- stuff like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. get,
2: <laughs> what is he eating? I don't know. But he has this like secret Santa pocket where like he can get frisked by the police and they don't find things. And then he all of a sudden starts pulling out like all kinds of stuff from his secret Santa pocket. Yeah. What are the... It's just a fun movie. It's
0: what are hot. the cinnamon cookies um, that like we're growing up that everybody made?
2: I don't know um, cinnamon ones. Or gingerbread.
0: So, I mean... If your farts smell like cinnamon, I bet his ass tastes like snickerdoodle. <laughs> like, let me lick your snickerdoodle, Santa. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, it's crusted in sugar. <laughs> it's like, God damn, I hope that's sugar.
2: I love it. Yeah. What?
0: Don't wash.
2: Uh, look, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't a change your life movie, but it was a cute Christmas movie and, and it was good. Um, I do still want to see Violent Night because we uh, never saw that I one. I do want to see that. Yeah, we, I will watch
0: night. that one. Anything where Santa uh, murders people, I'm down <laughs> for.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so for those of you all out there who don't know, I love Christmas and I like Christmas movies mm-hmm. and music and lights and all the things.
0: Help me. She's already said she's going to put up the Christmas tree. This weekend. This weekend. Yep. Um, I, I just,
2: it's after Thanksgiving. I know. So growing up, that was always the thing is the Friday after Thanksgiving, we always put up our Christmas tree. It won't be Friday. But we'll put it up this weekend.
0: We have to do nudes in front of the Christmas tree.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm down for that.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> that was way too easy. <laughs> Let me decorate my Christmas bush. <laughs> All right. What are we talking <laughs> But we digress. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about today?
2: Um, in a nutshell, we're talking about fun. <laughs> but that's but that's just... Hey, we've
0: already started that. Yay. <laughs> Great.
2: But it was so basically, I had a whole lot of thoughts and I made a whole lot of notes a while ago. So I don't exactly remember everything I wrote down. We're going to go through it and find out if it was worthwhile or not.
0: I love it. (laughs) Uh, And what sparked this?
2: So this was sparked by something that was said when we were actually at Agility with Pippin. And it made me think that we can all be better at appreciating the fact that people approach things from different backgrounds and maybe with different motivations. And that we should respect each other and where we are in our journeys. So what started all of this off, though, was like, so we've been doing agility with Pippin for a while now. And
0: he's very agile, <laughs> very proud of this dog.
2: <laughs> and we started doing it at a local class. There were like four or five dogs in the class. And the, our trainer here was like, oh, you should go out and do it with the dog club in case you ever want to try it. Which we may, we may not, don't know, doesn't matter. But we're like, okay, fine, we'll go out and do that. And it's a very different environment out there because there's like, you know, as opposed to four or five dogs, there's 60 dogs in different classes. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's dogs running all at the same time, different, you know, courses, different um, obstacles and things.
0: It's very stressful for me.
2: So it's it's stressful. There's a lot of distractions. It's just a very, very different environment than what Pippin was used to. And,
0: and what Bradford was used to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but uh, Pippina. Uh, We share a brain sometimes.
2: Yeah.
0: All we want to do is hump things.
2: (laughs) And, And part of it, so for us, it was, okay, let's go out there, let's do this. And if we do ever trial him, first of all, he and we need to know how to deal with the distractions because that's going to be how it is, right? So you just need to figure out how to deal with the distractions, how to keep him like super, super focused on you and not running off, not looking at playing with the other dogs, that kind of thing. But also he's very attached to me. And so while Bradford's the one who does the training and running with him, I'm the one that he still wants for cuddles and for validation.
0: And I understand that because I am also very attached to you (laughs) and I love it when I get cuddles and validation.
2: (laughs) And so part of us doing this is both the, the training, the like technical bits and, and what he's doing, it's making him comfortable with the distractions and it's figuring out how to detach him from me while you're running with him. And he doesn't need that constant validation from me. And it's not like you can just go because if I wasn't there whatsoever, he would just be constantly searching for me. Yeah. And we've had that happen when he couldn't find he couldn't see where I was at the moment. I was kind of tucked behind a little building thing and he couldn't see me. And he just like ran off like across the field trying to figure out where I was. So cold turkey isn't going to work. And so it's <laughs> so this whole thing is about like, let's go. This is ultimately just for fun, but let's sort it out and see if we can kind of work through these things. And so early on, one of the trainers out there, most of the trainers didn't really care that we're both there. Almost every other dog is there with just one person, right? But most of the other ones haven't, if they care, they haven't said anything. But this one lady did say, she's like, oh, you know, like looking at me, she's like, you really shouldn't be here. Like, you know, Pippa needs to be really focused on him and, and you're just a distraction and it's never going to work if you're both here. Okay, fine. But this is where we are. This is what we do. Right. Um, And so then that was just kind of a one off comment. She's never really said anything again. And then months later, Bradford was traveling and I was there with Pippin running him because that's the other thing is that, like, if I never go and I'm never part of this, then I don't know how to run him if we need to. And it's not like, again, this isn't, we're not doing this competitively. This isn't like a super serious We're doing this for fun. Right.
0: Oh, it's, I see where you're doing now. This goes back to the title of the podcast.
2: (sighs) And so anyway, so you were traveling and I had to go and do the class with him. And it was, you know, an obstacle focused one. So it was, it was actually an obstacle that I work with him on here at home. So it was perfect. But I overheard her talking to someone else about, because the week before that person had had their partner there and the dog at one point did run over to her partner and this week the partner wasn't there. And she was, the trainer lady was talking to the, the classmate and she was like, oh, there's like, there, like real hushed tones. And I don't know, I don't think, I know she didn't remember me because she didn't remember Pippin. So I don't think she realized who I was, but she's real hushed tones. She was like, there's this American guy who comes and, and like his partner comes with him. And it's just she sits over there, and the dog just like sometimes just decides to run off over there, and and it was like it was like this dirty thing, and it's just like I'm like I, I'm right here, like, hello, hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear you talking about us. It just made me realize that that she and I and you like we clearly approach this sport in different ways. Like we didn't start this to have a winning show dog. We started it as a way to train with, to connect with, and to engage with our dog. And make him feel good about what he's doing because he loves training and he loves pleasing us. And he's really good at agility. Like, he's fast. He gets the commands. He follows your body language. And it's just something that he very much enjoys. So, you know, yeah, we went out there to potentially enter him into a trial and try that because we've never done it before. I don't know how he would do. Don't know how you would do. Don't know how any of us would do. I would
0: fall over. (laughs) I think we all know that. Everybody at home listening. Everybody... Everybody who knows me personally, um, uh-huh. everybody who has ever met me is like, oh, he'll fall over.
2: Yeah. But like our thing is that we, and we've always said, we'll do this as long as we're having fun. And if it yeah. stops being fun, we're not going to do it. And we've had a time or two where we've pulled out recently because it looked like it was going to rain. It's like, I'm not so serious about it. We're going <laughs> to do this in the fucking rain. Uh,
0: and just to give it a little more detail, it takes us an hour and a half one way. Yeah. So it's a three hour It's a three hour tour. It really is. And it's on the, uh, it's on the train. So we have to stuff Pippin in a little bag, which it's not, he he likes it in there, but it's,
2: it's a, it's a trek to get out there.
0: Yeah. It's effort. So
2: it's not like it's five minutes down the road and if it rains, oh, we get in the car and go home. Right. So, but yes, we've always said that we'll do this as long as he's having fun with it. And yes, we're learning the technical competencies. We're putting them into together into a course But we're doing it in the different environment.
0: Are you now going to compare this to swinging and people learning the technical competencies, putting it in a course?
2: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know know what I wrote down, so we're going to find out. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Pippin's also already in a different headspace when we're there because he's been on the train. You know, he's been in his little bag. And so he's all excited by the dogs and the sounds, the activities. Like there's a lot of smells for him to take in. And so, like I said, like part of us being there is him engaging in agility and also us learning how to handle him with all the extra stimuli. And so, yeah, it was just one of those things that was like, like when she said that, I was just like, we're very much approaching this from a different perspective because she's looking at it like you're here to work with your dog and that's all there is to do. And you have to be here to win and have that sole focus. But at the same time, we also have to teach him how to distance from me. And he is doing better. Like he's doing yeah. much better at not always having to, because at the beginning, every time he did a jump or something, he'd come over and be like, Hey, you know, he wanted that good boy kind of validation. And he doesn't need that as much now. Yeah. Sometimes if he does get overstimulated, he will just kind of lose it and get that crazy dog brain and come looking for me. I also get that. So it's also about us figuring out how to, to, you know, handle that. But it also, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was like, this is how we engage with Pippin, and how we kind of incorporate some of this training in his everyday play. And I don't want to not go to agility with you guys, because I don't want to miss out on that, right? This is like a way that we interact with him, both there and at home as well in a similar kind of way. And so it's, it's a big part of how we engage with him. And I just I don't want to miss out on that. And also, realistically, if we do go to a trial with him, then I'll be there and he'll know that I'm there. So if I'm never there during practices and then all of a sudden I'm there during a trial, who knows what he would do, right? So it's like we need, we should work on that ahead of time and practice that. But, you know, we're there for the process, the learnings, the time together and to experience all of that together, like he and I and you. And I do enjoy being part of that. And I enjoy seeing the two of you working together and connecting and having a lot of fun on the course I mean I can see it when both of you when when you know things go right sometimes things go wrong you get a little angry I don't get time, angry I do very
0: you're doing better like it was hard it's hard for me to hide my disappointment and I'm sure yeah. he smells it or knows yeah. but it is I, I'm doing much better than I used you to are. be able to
2: do yeah yeah
0: age has mellowed me <laughs> hey think about that folks again. age <laughs> has mellowed me <laughs>
2: But like, I don't want to miss those moments. And I don't want to see just the trial at the end, right? Like, to me, it's not the end goal. Like, I want to be part of the process and appreciate the work that, that took you to get it there. And, you know, if Pippin or you need a cuddle or a celebration, I want to be there for that. Sometimes um, she pats me on the head. <laughs> I do sometimes. Or give you scritches, you know. Hey. <laughs> but ultimately, this is something that we all do together. And, and I was thinking that's like a lot of things in life. Because while we do something separate... Most things, and this is just kind of how we started together as a couple, but we do most things together. Like a lot of things we do together. Very,
0: Probably some people might say an unhealthy amount of yeah,
2: things. Very rarely do we do something separate, but we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy sharing these experiences. So I don't know. I just, I feel like her perspective, the trainer's perspective was like, you have to do this and you're here to do this thing. This is your job and you're going to win. But I also feel like she kind of forgets the fun along the way. Maybe. And, yeah. or at least that doesn't come across in, in how she's doing the training and approaching it with us. But to me, what we do, life is about the journey. And it's, I feel like it's easy to get caught up in, we have to do this and focus on the end goal that we forget how we get there and the fun that we can have along the way. And it's, I think it's important to appreciate that process. And like part of why we moved to Australia or at least one of the big benefits from it is that we have a better work-life balance. And so having these everyday experiences, small experiences, not working all the time, especially now that we found our community and our people here, that really counts for a lot. And, And it's those moments and those times that we really, really enjoy. And those are the things that we remember. Like when we lived in the States and we did a lot and we traveled in the short time that we were there together and we made the most of it, but i think moving here and having that better work life balance i very much more appreciate the time that we have together the downtime and just being able to enjoy how we get somewhere as opposed to like we're going to go there we're going to do this we're going to do this cuz i feel like our we were a lot more fast paced before and would i would forget sometimes just to just enjoy the journey along the way so yeah i am actually going to bring this back to swinging and kink ultimately Because
0: we're all curious to see how this goes, babe,
2: (laughs) because when like when you're wanting to start or even continue on a swinging journey, I think it's really important to focus on the fun because it's easy to think that like the end goal is to go out, meet people and sleep with these people. Right. Or to have some kind of a relationship. But if you don't have fun along the way and you don't make the memories with your partner, then I think you're missing out on a lot there. And and we do all have to start somewhere and all of our journeys look different. We've seen that like between ourselves who started out open, between many friends who have been together for a very long time before opening up. And I think it's important to, if you're doing that, to focus on the small things for a while and don't think about like, this is my absolute end goal. Talk about the kinds of experiences you want to have, the fantasies that you have, how other people can help fulfill those. And, you know, it might be talking about who you're attracted to or what kinds of people, going to meet and and greets and dipping your toes in, just starting to be around sexy people in an open environment. And maybe it's going to a club or party many times before you ever play with each other or others in that space or going on dates without the expectation of sex. But I think it's important to remember that we all move through this journey at different paces and we all have different expectations as to what that is end goal is, or why we're doing this, or why it's part of our life. And I think it's it's easy to compare ourselves to others and say, oh, but they have this, or they have that, and I want that, or that looks fun. How do I get that? But also remember that you're on your own journey, and it's going to be different to other people's because you're coming from a different place, and you probably have different goals. And just, yeah, I think just remember that it's your journey, and that you should enjoy it, savor it, And learn to love what you do along the way, the experiences and the connections that you make.
0: So just to add to that, I think it's interesting too, because we've heard, again, now taking back to dog training, we've heard a lot of people say, um, can you train our children? Can you train my dog kind of thing? Because Pippin is so well-behaved. And what you just said, I want that when people look at other couples, I think that what a lot of people think is that it just happens. Like you just flip a switch and Mm. it's there. And when you see the end goal of, well, Pippin, years of training, mm. relationships are very similar, right? So there, you you don't just, it doesn't just, just happen. There's a lot of effort and whatnot put into it in order to make it look easy. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't appreciate mm. is in order for something to look simple, there's a lot of complexity that has happened that you don't see. Uh, and I think that's true of... You know, people who are good at sports or people who are good at musical instruments or people who are, you know, dogs who are well-trained or relationships that are well-designed. And I think that most people, many people just see the snapshot and go, well, that's what I want. Yeah. And they, then you tell them how much effort and work goes into it and they're like, oh, never mind."
2: Yeah.
0: Kind of thing. You know, it's, I think that's something to always keep in mind.
2: Yeah. It doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. it's
0: or, or like, you know, you can compare it to a tattoo. You know, it takes a lot of patience and time to make something that's beautiful and and something you want to keep on your skin forever.
2: Mm. I want to keep you on my skin forever.
0: I knew that was where that was going. <laughs> As I said it, I was like, I got to, can I change this metaphor? Is it too late? It is. It's too late to change. And now she's saying it. Cool. All right. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 <Ooh-ha>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I mean, the same thing happens, I think, with kink is that no one is an expert on a subject or in a kink skill right off the bat. You have to break it down to fundamentals. You have to start with the baby steps and sometimes very baby steps, especially like me with Shabari, because I'm apparently geometrically challenged. Mm. So I have to like really, really break it down to the babyest steps of all. And this just, is rope. Yeah. rope. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes. <laughs> And like with any kink stuff, you have to practice, practice, and practice. And that practice shouldn't be a chore. It should be part of the fun. You should be having fun all along the way while you're doing that. I mean, one of the examples of really breaking it down is when we were learning to double Florentine with the floggers. Oh, my gosh. And we videoed Lawrence from OSS. We videoed him showing us the double Florentine. In slow-mo. In slow-mo. And I rewatched it so many times to really break those movements down into micro-movements to To just get the fundamentals and then start putting it together from that, and then and then we went back to him so he could critique and tell us where to change and how to do it better. But I had to see it in that very little tiny bits in order for to me to get it and to be able to do that. And we did, and we practiced a lot at Those home. Poor pillows. I know we practiced a lot at home. We practiced at OSS with others, and. We beat
0: the hell out of some pillows. We did
2: beat some hell, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Couch cushions. Mm -hmm.
0: They have tears on them now. (laughs) Tears, tears. They have tears on them now. Right, right,
2: (laughs) (laughs) right.
0: I misread my notes.
2: Yeah. And I do think, also, it was different practicing on the pillows. And then, like, the first time we went to the club and we're doing it on someone, right? And there weren't a lot of people around, but there were some people around. So it's, you know, it's a different, it's a different vibe. It's a different feel to do it actually in front of people. And I think that's... Another example of doing things in a different environment, you know, thinking about, like, how we took the double Florentine flogging from home to the club and, like, Pippin from little dog training to big dog training was Judy with Shibari. So she's been getting some private lessons. She and Kobe have been getting private lessons on Shabari. And she's doing amazingly at it. She's yeah. picked it up really fast. She's doing really great. Spider woman. Yeah, basically. And she loves doing it you know, when they're practicing, when they're doing it at home. But I think if she were to switch and try to do that in a public space, it would not be as comfortable at first because yeah. you're just not used to it. Right. And so all of this, I feel like, you know, if you're look if you're either exploring a kink or you're a couple who's looking to get into swinging or you're looking to train your dog or your child, like think about when you, when you set a foundation of a skill or you set a foundation of an expectation or something that you want to do and you're building up with your partner to do this thing, and then you take it to a different environment, you're going to react differently. Because you have different stimuli, you have different, just everything around you, your headspace is different, your body's probably reacting differently. So if you're feeling good with your partner about something, or you're feeling good about a kink that you're exploring, and you change spaces and it doesn't feel so good, it doesn't mean that you should stop doing that. It just means that maybe you need to take a step back and figure out how to,
0: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
0: Christmas is just around the corner, and if you're looking for something to stuff in your sexy little stockings, there's no better place than adamandeve.com. If you go to Adam and Eve, you can find a whole assortment of big and little gifties for you, your partner, your partners, and your partner's partners. Go to adamandeve.com, use checkout code by by, B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. You'll get one item at 50% off, free shipping six videos on demand, and some extra little things thrown in your box. All you have to do is make sure you use checkout code buy the buy, BYTHEBI. B Y T H E B I. Curious Humans Games, also, look, they fit into stockings. So, if you want something, you know, a little bit homegrown, if you're from Australia, or something exotic, if you're from the States or anywhere else, go to CuriousHumansGame.com. Use checkout code. by the by for ten percent off. That's right. B y t h e b i. By the bye. All
2: right. So continuing on.
0: Continuing on. Like yeah. I, I, you've got me. Like, yeah. and I think you're making great points.
2: Yeah, and I think it's fun to do those types of things and to take things from like you know we're training or we're starting something here together. And then now we're going to move it into a different space. and But all of our journeys are going to look differently. And another one that we have coming up, this is a new one that we get to explore soon, is the inflatables. I'm so excited. You've got an inflatable fox suit coming from candy-coated latex. And that's going to be here either before we go on the cruise or a little bit after, sometime very, very shortly. And like it's something that we tried when they were down here visiting early this year. And we've not really done any inflatable. We haven't done any inflatable, not really. We really, really haven't done any inflatable stuff since. And I'm looking forward to it. I
0: am so excited. It's going to be
2: fun. It's going to be different. And it's going to be a learning curve. I'm sure it is. Yes. But I'm also really looking forward to it. And so that's going to be a new kink and a new skill that we're learning. But I think it's, you know, it's like that with anything, whether it be inflatables, rope, breath play, electrical stuff, impact play walking out the door and talking to your partner about somebody that you're, that you find attractive, like whatever it is, like there's always something that we're doing new and different and exploring. And I think it's just important to just make sure we have fun all along the way and take advantage of the, all those little moments that we can. But I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, that was what I took away from Pippin's dog training.
0: Thank you for is coming that, to my TED talk. Is that
2: we, uh, we apparently approach all of this in a different light than the trainer lady does. Well, it's interesting. And I, and I didn't, And I, sorry to interrupt, but no, you're fine. I didn't feel like she was being very respectful of our position. And I think that's what got me is that it, it was like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this because it just doesn't work. And I was like, but maybe it doesn't for you, but that doesn't mean it can't for us or that we can't get to where it will work. But you know, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I do think that you're touching upon something that, is is a problem for a lot of folks as well, along with uh, somebody looking at something and saying, this is what I want and expecting it to be easy uh, or instant. But the other side to that is somebody looking at something and they may have it. And I think I've heard this like on other podcasts that we listen to is people go, "Well, I have this. So this is the only way to do it. Mm. And this is the it's the only way to do it because it's worked for us. And if it's worked for us, it's the right way. And I think that it's so important in everything that we do, be it exercise or dieting, if you if you want to go down that road, or or look, jo- looking for a job, or raising children, or raising animals, or having a relationship, is the way that you're doing, if it's working, that is amazing. It works for you. And we need to remember, I think that oftentimes people forget that prepositional phrase there at the end of for me or for us. And we shouldn't assume that what, if it works, if we're doing something great and, or what we have is great, that that's the only way to do it. And that is my sort of, you know, two cents on this whole thing is that, you know, that's great that it works for you, Mm. but that might not work for everyone. And it can still be a guideline for some, but it's not the only way to do it.
2: Yeah, and that's where it's good, too, to get into communities and do research and talk to other folks and see how they do things. Because just because it's done one way by one person in one place doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. And you could, that, like I said, that works for any kind of kink, any kind of relationship, a lot of things in life. And um, uh, here's a shameless plug. A good way to get involved in the community and see different ways to do it is to get on our Discord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at you doing it, not me. Wow. Holy shit. And how do people do that, Angela?
2: They support us at any level at www.patreon.com slash podcast and then link up your Discord and your uh, Patreon account.
0: I have a tear in my eye. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I misread that. I have a tear in my eye. <laughs> this really hurts. Um,
2: but it is a good. it is good to find forms and places where you can bounce things off of people. You can see how other people do things. It doesn't mean it's going to be right for you, but it also might open you up and be like, oh, I didn't know that was even an option. Maybe I should try that. And
0: I I think that's another big thing that I see quite often on different forums and whatnot is the someone is saying something. And the first thing that happens in my head is, well, I never even that never even occurred to me. I never thought of that. And it's really interesting to see all the way. This is going to sound bad. All the ways that people succeed, but also all the ways that people fail. And sometimes we, we are dancing around pitfalls we don't even realize that we're dancing around. Mm. So you see people failing and you're like, oh, cool. Well, now I know how to at least not do that. Yeah. If you pay attention and listen.
2: I mean, then you're going to find other ways to fail, but that's Oh, okay. sure, sure. <laughs>
0: yes. But if you can avoid some of them, that's, yes. you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it is interesting. You know, we've talked about this before, talking about just fun and enjoyment in general when you go to the club, the people who sometimes say that they didn't enjoy it are the ones that sit in the corner and mm-hmm. frown and they've, their body language is saying, don't talk to me, stay away from me. Yeah, And you're like, oh, did you have a good time? And they're like, no, no one's friendly. And I'm like, well, I mean, cool, but you've got to, mm. you know, the flower has to open in, for, <laughs> in order for people to come and smell it. Um, yeah. Wow. That.
2: Yeah, I, I was, show I, me
0: your show me your snickerdoodle there, Santa.
2: I, I was gonna leave that one alone. I actually was not oh, gonna walk into that one.
0: Totally gonna <laughs> run into that one. Uh, let me spread your <laughs> petals and put my mouth on it. Uh, now I'm horny, <laughs> and and I want a salad
2: <laughs> with snickerdoodles on top. With
0: snickerdoodles, I want to toss a snickerdoodle salad. But I think it is important, and I like what you're saying about fun and how we need to. Be a, I think what you're trying to say is we have to be aware and cognizant of fun as well. It's not just we like people experience fun in different ways, people uh, approach fun in different ways, but also people like fun. I don't know. I've kind of lost my train.
2: That's okay. Also, train by train. Sorry, but also, if you're doing something that you do enjoy and it is fun, then you do too much of it and it becomes work then maybe you need to back off for a bit Mm. and then take a break and then get back to it. And we've had that like going to the swingers club. We went to a lot of newbie nights for quite a while and it was fun for a while. And then at some point it became work because we were always the ones starting the fun.
0: Yeah. And
2: it's like, okay, it's like the same pattern every time. And so we took a break. We didn't go to newbie nights for a while. And now we're back to going to newbie nights from time to time, not every single one, but It was just kind of like once we realized that, okay, this is starting to feel like work to do this, then let's take a break. And then we got back to it. It's like, okay, now it's fun again, right? But I think it is just making sure that whatever we're doing, we're actually enjoying it. And we're not doing it just because we think we're supposed to, because we think there's expectations, because that's what somebody else does.
0: Because we need content.
2: (laughs) Like, But it, I think it is important that we just make sure that we have fun and that we look around and, and try to encourage other people's fun and also be respectful of where they are in their journeys and what what that looks like for them and recognize that it may not be the same as what we would do or what we have done.
0: So what do you think stands in the people's way of having fun?
2: Expectations and self-consciousness. Uh, I think there's, we have a lot of expectations on ourselves that are probably largely placed on by society or that we perceive are placed upon us by society in that we think that this is how a situation is supposed to look. This is how a relationship is supposed to look. If I'm learning a skill, this is what I'm supposed to do, A to B to C to D, it might not be. A to B to AA to whatever, like, you know. Um, so I think there's a lot of expectations that we put to do things the same as everybody else has. And there's also self-consciousness in it. If I don't do it that way, what are other people going to think? What am I going to think of myself? What's my partner going to think? And I think for me, I think those are the two things that stand out as as standing in the way. What about you?
0: No, I agree. I actually hadn't really thought about it. Um, <laughs> look, I like the idea you know, he's saying how, how other people did it. And that's the way that like, I'll have to do it because it, again, it goes back to what I said a minute ago, which is it worked for them. Therefore it will work for me. Mm. And I think that like relationship structures, right? Like both of us have attempted monogamy and it just, it didn't work for us. Mm. It didn't make us happy. Didn't bring us joy. And I think it's important to, from a, a, it's like relationship structures. To note that not all relationships, again, going back to like media, right? All relationships on television look pretty much the same. And I think that that is an unfair expectation because people are so vastly different. Yeah. Why should their relationships look the same?
2: Yeah. And on the flip side too, just because we have an open relationship and it works for us and we really like it, it doesn't mean that we should expect that of everybody else right because we know that for the majority of the population monogamy works and that's what they need and that's okay
0: but i wouldn't say a majority of the population you don't think no i mean look at the number of people who get divorced and remarried Uh, i mean is that considered monogamy i mean it's serial monogamy
2: yeah i think it is but is
0: that healthy and do you think that if people knew that there was another option no because like i'm going to say it's serial monogamy is I'm not gonna say it's healthy because that means that you're you're f- going up in the positives of the relationship, mm-hmm. but you have to have that negative. It's it's a and your negative is a very negative, negative. and yeah. sometimes it's a financial negative, and sometimes it's a negative that affects other people. And I don't I don't but, know.
2: But at one point, you thought that was your human, right?
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. But that and I, you and I are also very different about that. That once you split up with somebody you we can still be rational adults mm. whereas most people are like no yeah. now like you yeah, see we all have those to hate each other yeah we're yeah my job is now to hate
2: you yeah
0: um and i don't really understand that yeah but like i'm just saying that i think that it works for many people yeah. not most people
2: okay That's
0: fine semantics <laughs> but important semantics i'll split the important hairs <laughs> um like and like I said, if you're happy with monogamy, that is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you should just be happy. Yeah. I don't think that, Yeah. you know, how you're happy is important. No, I think it's just. Unless you're murdering people and then wearing their <laughs> skins. Don't do that. If that makes you happy, please don't do that. That's not good. That's not healthy.
2: Yeah, please don't do that. But yeah, I think it's just, you know, figure out what it is that makes you happy and just have fun along the way in life. We only get one shot at this, so you don't want to spend it unhappy or just grinding away, doing what other people think that you should do. Some
0: of us grind away.
2: Yes, but you're doing it because you want to do it, not because other people think you should.
0: I do it on Grinder.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> grind away. <laughs> I've been on there, so I must be a coffee man. <laughs> My new favorite app is called Grinder. It's about coffees. <laughs> I like it a latte. Oh God. Uh, I was gonna hook up with a short mac. <laughs> um,
2: Are you a flat white now?
0: I am not a flat white. I am not. <laughs> No. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, this is not a coffee podcast. It should be. I mean, it could be. (laughs) Look, I think, I think that's really good. Uh,
2: I, I may have gone on a bit of a ramble and a vent and a rant and I'm sorry, but it just, yeah, it was just something that stood out to me and I had to get it out. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk.
0: I think that is an excellent Ted talk. I would definitely come and see you speak, uh, on the big stage about fun, about happiness, about training dogs. And about swinging. <laughs> I think that is the one of the more interesting TED Talks that I've seen in a while. Uh, so you are more than welcome to TED Talk to us.
2: I should probably refine it a bit more, though. No. Because no. this was literally just off the cuff, late night, blood. Angela, my brain head. dump is the best.
0: <laughs> like, if, if someone's brain is going to dump on me, I want it to be yours.
2: And it'll smell like snickerdoodles?
0: It better. <laughs> it better. <laughs> So how do you have fun home listener and, uh, is it healthy fun? It better be, we know we're watching. Santa is always watching. <laughs> uh, so while I spread some cheeks and lick a snickerdoodle, you can message us. We are the atoms of love at gmail.com or you can hit us up on any of our socials. We are at by the by podcast on Instagram and the Facebook or go to com and, uh, go to the contact page and you can reach out and grope us. I mean, touch us, get in touch with us. That's what I meant, get in touch with us. That's right. Reach out and get in touch with us. So hopefully we'll see you this Friday at Pendulum Party, the last one of the year. And uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know the dates of the ones in 2024. Ooh. So thank you. And we will see you
1: next week.